Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. officially got two real letters of intent. We did receive a letter saying from a company saying they intend to send a letter of intent with a number, but that really wasn't a letter of intent. So Alice and I have met with uh, the two uh, firms that have actually submitted a letter of intent, Horton and Breland. There you have Wes Moreno, the uh, Scammy County Administrator, talking with the board on Thursday about the uh, status of OLF8, as we talked to him as well. But they're saying that, you know, even though there has been rumored to be a third offer in the works for that huge field, that there might be a fourth offer maybe somewhere in the works, the only two they have so far, or the only ones they have so far, are those two. Commissioner May? Yeah, Jeff, I mean, and I, I certainly yield to you and Commissioner Perry on this project, but I mean, obviously, I mean, it's 20 years in progress, and, you know, it was one of the things that when we first campaigned, um, so I certainly want to get it off, you know, launched as soon as possible, but haste makes waste. Yeah, and I mean, those are both true. I mean, in a certain sense, I there's a part of me that appreciates that Lumen May is willing to defer to the end commissioner, but you know, but at the same time, I think Lumen defers too much. I think he uh, avoids responsibility for some of these projects too frequently. Even though I like the fact that he tends to defer, of course, the flip side of that is that he doesn't get deferred to, you know, like when he disagrees and he would say the most ex- extreme example of that, uh, most vivid example of that was the Ross and Lane closure, um, you know, that they don't really defer to him on things that happen in his district. They do what they're going to do. But uh, yeah, he says, I'm going to defer to them. And I just, you know, it's a countywide project. OLF8 is for the entire county. It's jobs for the entire county. It's housing for the north end, but the impact is on you know countywide. So I'd like to see him be just a little bit more engaged than that. And then you have Stephen Barry, and what you've got to kind of understand about the current consistency of the board is um, Stephen Barry, District Five Commissioner, which is the north end of the county. Um, he thinks he's a county administrator, and there's a lot of other people who think he thinks he's a county administrator. And he's not the county administrator, but he thinks he is, and he is making a lot of the decisions. And this is why it's kind of weird, I think, when he shows up and, um, you know, kind of goes to this meeting, goes to that meeting. And, uh, you know, there that's the criticism, is that he thinks he's kind of king of the county, all right? And it's it shows up. It's not obvious, okay, because he's not a very outspoken commissioner. In fact, he's notoriously underspoken in that he won't say a lot, and when he does say it, he doesn't say it at a very good pace. <laughs> so he's just, um, and I remember that just one kind of famous thing he one time told me, he didn't want to um, 
a long, long, long time ago, said that, um, you know, as long as things were going the way he wanted them to go on the board, he didn't feel the need to do interviews. You know, because, you know, he was getting his, his will done. Um, and just that's just kind of his way. You know, he views his job as to stay elected and do the things that, you know, make sense to him. And he does have a lot of control over that board, especially because Lumen May is always an immediate ditto for whatever he wants to do. They, they vote as twins, even though one is supposed to be a Republican and one is supposed to be and is a Democrat. That's how it turns out. So keep kind of that in mind and the backdrop when you hear the comment that he made on Thursday that really put a lot of people's teeth on edge who have their own view about OLF8 and what ought to be developed out there. Even the Triumph application was going to take our board taking action to alter the master plan, to change the master plan. We know, we know that. Even that 40, that was 43 acres. Just the development that 43 acres, where they were looking at doing it, was going to take us changing the master plan. So we are going to have, we are going to, as a board, change the master plan. It's just hopefully, you know, the thought is we can keep the spirit of it together, but the you know the specific GPS locations where this is this and this is that. I think that's go- I think that's going to change. So that's going to take an action by our board. The thought is that hopefully we can keep the spirit of the master plan together. Now, if you haven't been around long enough and listen to me or following this issue, you may not remember the enormous amount of fighting that took place over hammering out the compromise deal on the master plan for OLF-8. Between basically Jeff Bergash, who wanted to see it to be 100% industrial, light industrial, not, you know, I mean, not, you know, heavy industry or anything like that, but he wanted it to be jobs, as he would say, and other people wanted to see it be all different kinds of things, including residences and a town center and, you know, entertainment and green space and a school and a firehouse. They should have absolutely built the Beulah Firehouse there and not where they are building it out to the west where it doesn't make any sense. But that's a that's a fight from another day. Uh, the point is, is there, there's, there was a big compromise and everything. That t- every time the topic comes up. OK, uh, Jeff Bergosh will say that the compromise was hammered out and nobody got what they wanted and it was a big tangle. And uh, OK, fine. Well, now you got Stephen Barry suddenly coming in and using this language of, well, you know, hopefully we can keep the spirit of the compromise. But some of the details are going to have to change. Okay, that can either mean exactly what he's saying, which is, no, 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 no. The main points of the compromise on that project are going to stay, but obviously some of the minor details might have to shift a little bit. Or what he's saying is, nah, screw y'all. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, it, th- that, that phrasing could mean anywhere in that range. And he's signaling now, no, nah, it's, it's going to be a little more the other one. Okay, well, time will tell. As it comes back, if, uh, if somebody did, you know, you know, maybe reduce a little bit of the single-family residential aspect and increase some of the other, I, th- I think our board might find, might find uh, favor with that. And that, again, is the concern, right? Because so much of that compromise was how much residential, how much non-residential. And he's basically, you know, he's, he's very much sounds like he's opening the door to, uh, you know, master plan, master plan, a little suggestion, that's about it. And so that's how the other side, who was paying attention to these, these things, heard that. Okay, Commissioner Bender. So, Jeff, actually, uh, uh, talking about the feedback that you've received, uh, actually, during the, the uh, Mardi Gras parade, mm-hmm. I had somebody yell at me at, on which one not to take. So I think I got that one, too. Yeah. I got the phone call, uh, the text, the Walmart, uh, everything. Right. So, You're safe. Nobody was sober at that parade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But but just to say that that it, I was. you know we've gotten I mean well other than lots you. of emails about about how people feel about one of those offers. Jeff Bergash, well, I was. 
I was too. I mean, I you know, whatever. I just thought it was a funny thing to like jump in on. No, no, no I was sober. I think a lot of people were sober. <laughs> but, you know, Lumen's got his own view. Uh, anyway, and I actually talked to Lumen a little bit at the parade at the um, uh, the VIP area. We were both in there eating some food, and I talked to him a bunch. Uh, anyway, uh, Jeff Bergash then picks up this language from Commissioner Barry of Spirit of the Master Plan. Um, and I guess when I say the Master Plan, I mean, I, I, th- I like that. The Spirit of the Master Plan, that's good. We can reduce the amount of housing. I think it's better. I never wanted one house on that site, not one. And I'll, I'm going to keep saying that. I want to make sure people know that. And I've always wanted Section 8 on that property. So, well, I, you know, I mean, we wanted jobs, of, but yeah. I, and again, no, these compromises, these compromises, it comes out of the sausage grinder and then it's a compromise. I like that language, the spirit of the master plan. I always wanted less housing on. I mean, OK, again, there was a huge fight, <laughs> long drawn out public hearings and DPZ, and they got called incompetent and Bergash criticized them from the dais all the time. I mean, just it was and all these it was crazy. And they didn't like working with the board for reasons. Um, and there was emails and it just it. And now all of a sudden, oh, well, you know, the spirit of the master plan, we could do a little bit less. Now, I don't personally have a lot invested one way or the other in how that master plan looks. I don't really have a strong opinion other than I, other than the firehouse. That's like my strongest opinion about the firehouse. That was a huge mistake, and that was because Jeff Bergosh wanted to have a firehouse uh, over on the other property to you know, do some. Well, anyway, that was. But other than that, I don't really care. Except that once you make a deal, follow the deal. You know, don't bust a deal, face the wheel. Right? You got to learn from Bartertown. Um, you got to do what the political compromise is. Unless what you're doing is you're basically going back on all of the words that have been promised all of these years. Well, I would but, just like to bring it in for a landing, guys. This, yeah, not, this economy true. can change on a dime. We've got a war in Europe. It could es- escalate. Things can change. So I, I'm, I'm interested Jeff, in yeah, I'm, I'm, wrapping I'm, I'm, up I'm the deal. You. I just don't. I mean, I've seen. I've seen haste. I've, I've seen probably one of the greatest tragedies. Haste waits at the Maritime Park when they brought a developer in and they push, 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 and right. they're still waiting to develop it. Today, you know, 20 years later, they're still waiting to develop it because, you know, leadership rushed through it and did make prudent decisions. And so the citizens are still stuck with green spaces right now. So I want to make sure that, you know, whatever we do, we get it right. Yeah. You talk about the devils in the details of an agreement. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't think there's a better I don't think there's a better local example of that. The devil in the details of the agreement between the city and the the CMPA board. Right. So don't devil in the details it to us. (laughs) Do it right. And then now that was in the agenda review session in the morning and in the evening meeting in the public forum portion, you had a couple of people to stand up and basically say what I was saying, which is, whoa, whoa, we actually have a deal here. We don't have a spirit of the deal. We have an actual deal, which is why you have actual language and an actual master plan that we took all this time to to work out. And we'll play some of that for you later. But that was basically the take of the people who have been on the other side. And then Robert Bender, who stepped in to his credit uh, to try to assuage those concerns and say that, you know, the people who are hearing it that way are not hearing what's actually being said. They're just hearing the fear based on past track record of how the board has been shady. You might be hearing something that you didn't hear, though, is that what Commissioner Barry said this morning was that even with that 43 acres that we were looking at at signing a couple weeks ago, um, that it would have taken a change. It's okay, Teresa. I, I just I'm hearing that. It's Teresa yeah, Blackwell, who was one of the no, leaders Teresa, of the, thought, sort of the opposition on this. Speak. Go ahead, right. Commissioner. I'm just, I'm just trying to say, no one said that we're changing the master plan. We all say with the spirit of the master plan, is, but we're saying that even small tweaks are going to have to occur, and they would have had to occur even giving that, the, awarding that 43 acres to, to the parcel that we were looking at. And, and by the way, that's remember I told you there were two extremes on the spectrum of what spirit of the master plan would, would really mean. 
all the way at one end would be, yeah, we're, we're going to do what we said. We're just going to make a couple of small changes because we're going to have to. No big deal. Okay? Everybody's going to be happy and then simmer down. All the way to the other end of, uh, you know, master plan is just kind of an idea. Just kind of a suggestion. And uh, we're likely to change it substantially. And Bender is saying, no, no, no. A. <laughs> we're all on board with A. The problem is that, um, you know, when Barry opens the door with the other end of the spectrum and Jeff Bergash immediately runs in with, yeah, I kind of like that. It means we can do whatever we want. <laughs> that's the problem. And that's why people are worried. And there's kind of this track record of feeling like the board does not really listen to the people, uh, does what it wants, and ultimately isn't all that accountable to what the people want. 523 on News Radio 92.3. So we'll keep following it, obviously. We'll keep our eye on it and uh, let you know how it goes. But that's kind of the, this was the, you know, First shots across the bow, so to speak, and maybe they're nothing. Or, well, we'll see. I'm Andrew McKay. I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk. I would sleep upright with more pillows. But that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine. With just one pill each morning, Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid production, blocking heartburn day and night. Now I have a new nighttime routine. I call it sleeping. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. With Prilosec OTC. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. Join Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce, on the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. Tune in this morning at 9.30 to find out about upcoming events, all the different programs, as well as highlight some of our members. It's the Chamber Connection Show, today at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember, Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. We personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Just only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Listen to Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade interview the latest newsmakers and cover the biggest national stories. Weekdays 11 to 1 on News Radio 923. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Good morning, 525 News Radio 923, informed local dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? President Biden will be unveiling his budget proposal this week. He'll be doing that during a visit to Philadelphia, where uh, he'll also be holding a campaign style event. The president has hinted his proposal would uh, cut the federal deficit by $2 trillion. Uh, a bipartisan bill aiming to ban foreign technology, such as TikTok is in the works in the Senate. That's according to uh, Democrat Senator Mark Warner. He told Fox News Sunday he's working on that bill with Republican legislators. And authorities still saying there were no toxic chemicals on that train that derailed in uh, Ohio on Saturday. 
During a news conference yesterday, fire officials said Norfolk Southern was uh, aiding officials every step of the way and provided information on the contents of the cars involved. Uh, It's been one month now since another Norfolk Southern train carrying hazardous materials derailed in East Palestine. Yeah, it feels vaguely like the end of Red October when the, you know, Russian ambassador is talking to the American ambassador. He's like, Sergey, you lost another (laughs) submarine. You know, like, come on, guys. And this one didn't have any stuff in it, but it was, for reasons, a little on edge. And then, you know, I know NBC this morning was like, within one month prior to that, some of these train cars that did not have any bad stuff in them would have had bad stuff. You know, like, I mean, it's not, they got lucky. You know, if you say they got unlucky the other direction, they got lucky this time that none of that had bad stuff in it. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 527 on News Radio 92.3. Independence for the Blind Eyeball comes up this Saturday. I'll be hosting that, emceeing that. Uh, Six o'clock in the uh, Hilton on Pensacola Beach. You can change live sponsor table, purchase tickets. It's a very good organization, of course. News Radio 92.3.com for more information. And Leadership Pensacola's Leadership. Uh, class, uh, two class projects going to help basic needs, including food, hygiene products, clothing, and other necessities to local organizations serving families and children in Pensacola. To find out more about the projects and to donate, go to newsradio923.com. In case you wonder, our um, our bosses are huge supporters of and, you know, organizers of Leadership Pensacola. And we've all been through it and love it. I mean, it's like a fantastic, it is honestly. Hey, I'm from the best class ever. Sure you 2014, are. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say, and Everybody it looks says, like some weird every, thing, yeah. and it's just the best. It wasn't one of your favorite things that you thought would not it's, be fun. It it is you know what honest, I mean? honestly one of the best things I have done ever since I've been here. In Pensacola. Me too. And I and Love I look it. back and look back at some of my um, closest friends, really closest friends, out of that program. It's just you know it's very impressive. Anyway, um, so room. just support it, do it. It's good. You'll love it. Anyway, um, and you know support the project. Obviously, hey Frontier Motors. Uh, you know I always talk about them as a good place to buy used cars, and that's true. And you wonder kind of you know well what is it about them that's so good? Uh, to me, one of the things that sets them apart, and really like probably if I had to pick like one thing, this was probably the one thing. Okay, is what happened after I bought the vehicle. Because six months after I bought our, our minivan, uh, Calvin, our sales guy, he calls me and he just says, you know, hey, is anything you know wrong with the car? I'm like, no, it's, leave me alone. You know, like it's kind of weird, like out of the blue. And then I'm, oh, he's like, okay, fine, sure. And then six months later, so a year after we bought the car, he says, is there anything, anything that's not 100% with the car? I'm like, one of the physical fob, one of the physical keys doesn't work. Like the fob is fine. We'll never need it ever. But just in case, he's like, "We'll bring it in." And I said, "Well, you know, sure. You know, bring it in. It'll be 125 bucks." He's like, "No, we'll do it." I'm like, really? <laughs> so a year after I bought the car, in about you know 10 minutes, I took it in and they cut me a new key and sent me on my way. That was it. See, their idea is they don't want you to come buy one car. They want you to be so thrilled with having bought one car that you buy all the cars you're ever going to buy from them. And who wouldn't? Because they just take such good care of you. I know they're reliable. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. 437-1620, That is my phone number if you ever want to text me about anything. I thought it was an interesting piece. Um, one of the affiliates of the PNJ talking about this constitutional carry thing where on the one hand, they want to say that it is not really what the Constitution says in terms of Second Amendment to conceal carry without a permit. On the other hand, the um, the the harder pro-gun groups are upset that it's not open carry, which is like many things in politics. Like, nobody's really happy. <laughs> I, I think permitless concealed carry is a good next step, but we'll talk about that more as the session goes on. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. 
Another Norfolk Southern cargo train derailment in Ohio is cleaned up. This time, we're told no hazardous materials leaked, unlike last month's derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. There was only four tanker cars that were involved, and they were all empty at that time. There is residual in there, but uh, very minor amounts. Springfield, Ohio Assistant Fire Chief Matt Smith, the train company's CEO, is scheduled to testify in Congress Thursday as some lawmakers push for more regulation. President Biden in Selma, Alabama, again pushes for voting rights legislation in a speech marking 58 years since the bloody Sunday attack on civil rights marchers. The right to vote, to have your vote counted, is the threshold of democracy and liberty. With it, anything's possible. Without it, without that right, nothing is possible. And this fundamental right remains under assault. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. 61 degrees. It is mostly cloudy in Pensacola. I'm David Wayne. A Panama City man now getting the treatment he needs after jumping from the Navarre Beach Causeway over the weekend. This happened on Saturday. It resulted in a long backup for traffic trying to get out to Navarre Beach on Saturday. FHP says the man had been involved in some type of crash already. He was driving a U-Haul box truck with a broken windshield when he drove into the oncoming lanes on, on the causeway, got out of the vehicle, and jumped off the bridge. The man has the quick thinking of a local boater to, to thank for being alive. Channel 3 reports that Guy Michael and his wife were on the water. They saw that man jump from the bridge, pulled him into their boat, gave him CPR, and got him to paramedics. He, he, was, he was in a bad place. He was in a bad place, and I just told him, you're not alone, brother, you're not alone. I said, if, if God kept you alive from jumping off the bridge and putting us in the, in the position to be able to get you out of the water and get you to the paramedics over at Juana's, um, then God's got a purpose for you. You're not alone. And uh, Michael talked with Channel 3. FHP says they're still investigating what happened. Deputies in Okaloosa County say they're looking for a missing teenager. Deputies say that girl is Angel Hannon Woods from Niceville. She reportedly didn't come home from school last week. Deputies believe the girl is with a 19-year-old by the name of Deontay Dupree. If you have information, contact the Okaloosa Sheriff's Office or call Crime Stoppers. Well... Ferry cruises are now back after last weekend. Pensacola Bay City Ferry Cruises officially returned on Saturday with service between downtown Pensacola, Pensacola Beach, and once again, Fort Pickens. The ferry will be uh, setting out to those three locations every Saturday. On Sundays, they're now offering historical tours of Fort Pickens. During that event, you can set out from downtown Pensacola, head to Fort Pickens, uh, and when you get there, a tram is available to take visitors to the beach at Battery Langdon or the Pickens Campground. They're also offering a sunset cruise for Fort Pickens campers on Sunday evenings. For tickets or schedules, check their website at PensacolaBayCityFerry.com. A surfer had to be treated at Pensacola Beach uh, on Saturday. Rough waters slammed them into the Pensacola Beach Fishing Pier. That happened about 10.30 on Saturday morning. Escambia County says the surfer was treated at the scene, refused transportation to the hospital. Red flags were flying at the time because of surf and rip current conditions. Well, the man seems to be okay after spending eight hours in the Gulf waiting for help. The Coast Guard says a crew from St. Petersburg found a 22-year-old in the water on Saturday morning near Egmont Key. He'd apparently been dragged out to sea by a barge. He was taken to the hospital, but reportedly was alert and conscious. The Coast Guard says that man is currently in stable condition. It's 534 News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 forecast. 
This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. There will be a chance of some fog throughout the morning hours. Fog clears up as you head into the afternoon. Temperatures warm up near 78 degrees for your high 20% chance of a stray shower. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 67 degrees with fog possible through the overnight period. For Tuesday, 10% chance of a stray shower, otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 83 degrees. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 67. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. Right now, cloudy and 61 in Pensacola, 65 in Gulf Breeze, and the cool spot this morning in Milton at 56. Your next news at 6, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. What if I told you there was more than one way to listen to your favorite news talk station in Pensacola? You probably already know that you can hear News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 97.3 and on the AM dial at 1620. But did you know you can also listen to News Radio on the FM dial at 95.3? You can also stream us live online at NewsRadio923.com or by downloading our mobile app. Just look for News Radio Pensacola in your app store. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I've been collecting watches since around 2018. Uh, made my first big purchase thinking that was gonna be my only watch. When you're looking at watches and you're doing them online or if you're in the secondary market, it can be scary because there's a lot of fakes and I really do focus in on coming into uh, an authorized dealer like Berets for any of the Omega or Breitling purchases. They will let you try it on, take pictures, go home, think about it, and just really set your mind at ease. Come visit us at Beret Jewelers. Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Join Corey McKern, Artistic Director with the Pensacola Opera, as Corey discusses Pensacola Opera's upcoming production of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Carousel. Shows are Friday, March 17th and Sunday, March 19th. Call in or text your questions for Corey, 850-437-1620. That's Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. All of your local news and talk from dependable host Andrew McKay on your morning drive with Pensacola Morning News 5 to 9 on News Radio 923. somebody racist, transphobic, or homophobic. Because Florida. Let's just say that somebody does something inherently racist or homophobic towards you, and you have the actual video evidence of it occurring. Even if you have evidence, and it is a fact that they are homophobic or are racist, it does not matter, this person can then countersue you for a minimum of $35,000 in damages. So, this is the allegation made on TikTok against HB 991. Uh, it's by a guy named Frank Dominic, who is a Canadian teacher who admitted when he got Snopes.com had to put up an article explaining why he was misrepresenting the bill filed by Alex Andrade, and his response was, well, I'm glad somebody's got time to research these things. I certainly don't. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so anyway, on Friday, we, we talked about this a little bit, well, along with his uh, even more controversial bill, HB 999. Uh, Alex Andrade is our state representative for District 2. Alex, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Thank guys, and uh, I, I'm very appreciative that Snopes got to uh, got to have a play a role this year in the the hilarity of uh, misconstruing bills. 
I feel like you've finally arrived in yeah, that. Yeah, I've never met stuff, anybody from Snopes before. Yeah, this some, is cool. You, yeah, somebody who actually got <laughs> defended by Snopes. A, a Republican for a bill got defended by Snopes. It's hilarious. Um, but let's let's not, we talked about that bill, and you've you've changed that bill just a little tiny bit. But uh, that's HB nine ninety one. That's a bill that made national news. Uh, I won't say for you, but about you over the last week. The other bill that made national news again about you is HB nine ninety nine. And uh, this one has to do with, so there's been a lot of interpretation or discussion about this bill. The way I understand this bill is it's really just taking what was passed last year as the Stop Woke Act, uh, which is in Florida Statutes 1000.054A, and applying that consistently to the mission and operation of the, uh, 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 the college universities in the state of Florida. Am I reading that right? Well, that's that's the part that's um, that's getting all people all all worked up. Um, but really, the the bill the bill is much broader than that. It's it's a bill that really helps us to implement at the university level the same kind of things that we try to implement at the the state college and the technical college level um, through our Reach Act a few years ago, trying to realign our, our workforce preparedness and the mission. The the one aspect that we have unifying all different you know colleges universities. Um, you know, technical colleges, high schools, about preparing students and Floridians for uh, jobs in high demand. Oh, and that's um, so, so, so that, that's so the part about eliminating the, the speculative endeavors, eliminating things that are not going to produce useful employees or productive benefit to the state of Florida in the end. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, and that, that's where it kind of ties back into that theme, um, and that's that's why you know that aspect is is in the bill. Um, but yeah, it's, it's got a lot of people worked up. And and just because I know people, I have uh, been a participant in some conversations about this, and you know the reaction to this bill, which I know typically they're going to misunderstand the bill, which is sort of normal, unfortunately. But part of the bill does specifically remove gender studies, critical race theory, and intersectionality as minor or major subjects, prohibits diversity, equity, and inclusion statements uh, or other political identity filters as part of applications, promotion, tenure, employment, or programs that are going to be um, sponsored by the university. People hear that, and what they think is, well, there's those Florida totalitarians again telling people what they can and cannot <laughs> study and forcing them out of studying things about race and gender that they would like to learn about, but now they can't at these backwards fascist Florida schools. I'm not exaggerating much when I say it that way. When people say stuff like that, how do you respond? Um, uh, you know, while like it's the same as it's the same as changing the definition of what a book ban is, right? I mean, just because we decide that this is not uh, something that the state should support with state government dollars doesn't mean that anything's being banned. Rollins College is very proud of its critical race theory program. They've done, you know, interviews and they've done you know, marketing efforts and put marketing efforts behind their critical race theory program. No one's stopping Rollins College. If they want to continue doing, you know, promoting their CRT program, they're more than welcome to do so. But, you know, uh, like academic endeavors that affirmatively, when they when they set out, say, we're going to, we're going to alter how you think about academic um, uh, credentials. We're going to alter how you think about you know, what makes something objectively true, and we're going to rely more on narrative and feeling in this in this course of study. Those are things that, that run counter to what we all understood to be, you know, an academically rigorous course. 
Um, and so it's not something the state has to support. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of times we hear around here, you know, what you permit, you promote. Um, it's just not something we should be promoting. You know, the same concept as DEI. Anything that advocates for discrimination in the name of equity runs counter to everything that was passed and implemented and enforced for the past 60 years under civil rights policy. Um, and uh, it's not something the state should be supporting. One of the other parts of this bill that caught my attention, and other people's as well, is that uh, anybody can be reviewed post-tenure grant. Right now you're supposed to review them every five years, but this re- this makes it possible, does not mandate it, uh, that makes it possible that they can have their tenure reviewed kind of at any time. It also makes it so that, as I read it, the faculty of a department are not the ones who actually hire the professors, but instead the uh, the board of the university and the president are the ones who hire the professors. That one seemed weird to me only because, you know, it seems like the mathematicians are in the best position to evaluate the mathematicians and the philosophers are in the best position to evaluate the philosophers. What was the point of that part? Uh, so, so first, on the tenure review portion, um, uh, this only changes it to allow for a review of tenure for cause in between those five years. For cause is a term of art. It's, you know, fireable offenses, things where, that where you've done something like this misfeasance, malfeasance, or nonfeasance that would justify a review. This isn't carte blanche to review arbitrarily. On the aspect of, of the, the faculty um, committees for hiring, crazy thought that um, uh, professors are subject to the same confirmation bias and tribalism that all other human beings are subjected to. They're not, they're not some higher level of human being that have obtained some type of, you know, extra level of cognizance and inability to, to, you know, check their own biases. This is designed to, to eliminate that kind of ivory tower synd- syndrome that we all recognize occurs in, in universities um, and, and institutes of higher education. Um, when you have people in a, in a group that want to hire, they're going to hire people that agree with them. They're not necessarily going to be hiring based on the best credentials and the, the best candidate. Um, this is designed to try, and, to try and buck against that system where people want to maintain their bubble and they don't want to be challenged in their worldview. Um, I see this as a, a good policy and a way to try and break that and you know, get people more comfortable with being challenged about their worldviews. So it's an effort to make sure that the faculty is more – ideologically diverse and, as you said, not subject to as much confirmation bias within, uh, which, by the way, I completely agree with that as a goal. I mean, having taught, (laughs) I very much understand that particular problem. That's true for sure. The one thought is just more of a practical one. It seems like that would be a pretty hefty workload for the board and the president. And that's one I just, you know, I mean, if that's how you have to do the job to do the job right, maybe that's how it has to be done. But, you know, hiring is a very labor-intensive process, especially at the university level. Um, any concern expressed by the colleges and universities or by, you know, people as researching this that that would be too much workload for those folks to hire everybody in the college? Uh, uh, unless you're, well, I mean, unless you're talking about hiring whole departments at any one given time, the hiring process is not the the, the administrative tweak in this bill that's caused most concern. What's caused most concern is the, the review of all employees that um, who are paid $100,000 or more. Um, oh, yeah, uh, that's true. I forgot about that I've part, had, too. I've had some feedback about that one, but on the hiring one, yeah, unless you're, unless you're hiring whole swaths of a department at any one given time, um, that one hasn't uh, registered as, as big of a burden. 
um, from the folks that I've talked to so far. And, and by the way, it is a, I mean, it's a, there's a lot in this bill. We've only probably touched on half of it and at a relatively superficial level in this interview because, you know, we only have so much time. Well, uh, Alex, it is always good to talk to you. We didn't even get into what's going to happen in session next week, which is going to be a lot, but we will have you on every Friday at this time to give a recap of what happened during the week. Uh, Alex Andrade, our state representative, uh, filer of two now national news story related bills and the recipient of one Snopes defense online this week, which is a new honor. Uh, <laughs> Alex Andrade, thanks as always for the time, sir. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, you're 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 not anybody really until Snopes is defending you. <laughs> I put on there like Snopes expert now. Yeah, right. In, in addition to his other stuff that he right. does, so, just, but you'll find that podcast on uh, the, News Radio. Yeah, the, exactly. And the uh, and by the way, thank you for putting the candy is uh, responsible for putting all those up. It's just such a good job. That's why. By Mostly. the way, for those of you who appreciate having the full hours of the show available on podcast. That's Candy did that. So, you know, that because Andrew told me to. No, so, that and is I'm more not than happy accurate. to. Oh, yes, it is. And anyway, it's fine. so, but, uh, uh, yeah, you can find that on the podcast page, newsradio923.com. Along uh, with the rap from Friday. That's right. The rap and interviews and hours and all that kind of stuff. So, if you want more of the show, now you can there have you go. it. Uh, hey, if you're thinking about selling your home, you know, obviously it's Christina Leavenworth, which is fantastic. And, you know, um, when the market is going really good, you might think, I don't necessarily need to have a good realtor. I think you're mistaken to think that because they can get you the most. And she was really outstanding at getting people's the very best money uh, for their homes. But when the market is a little bit cooler like it is right now, now really is the time where she's got to have a real estate agent, especially a good one who knows exactly what is the right price to, to list it at, what is the right price to take as the offer, how do you get the most offers, all of that kind of stuff. That's Christina Leavenworth and her folks at Levin Rinky Realty. Uh, she's going to protect your equity and protect your family's future and really get you that best deal. Uh, I've seen so many times where she just gets amazing results, unbelievable results that are better than what anybody else is getting. Uh, and right now she says, look, if I don't sell your house within 30 days, she won't charge you anything, which Listen, you might go into that thinking, oh, I'm going to get my house sold for free. No, but you are going to get your house sold quickly, <laughs> and it'll be a good price um, because she knows you know, that she can guarantee that. Uh, she's got lots of people that are looking for homes that are already on her list, You know, buyers. And also, if you need to sell quickly and don't mind taking a little bit less, uh, she's got a list of investors to do cash. So if you need an all-cash transaction because you're motivated right now. Uh, you've got nothing to lose. Obviously, you can find out whatever Christina thinks about your particular home, and she will tell you, honestly, what she thinks about you, your home, your situation, and give you advice based on what you tell her. 723-9158. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. A-R-G-O-S! Go Argos! Go I'm Claire Stewart with the University of West Florida. Summer is just around the corner and we are once again hosting Explore Summer Camps to provide weeks of fun and education for your school-aged children to enjoy. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we share the many camps available this year and how your campers can get signed up. Tune in Thursday at 9 a.m. to learn about the UWF Explore Camps. That's this Thursday on the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. Hello electricians and experienced helpers in the Gulf Coast and Panhandle area. I'm Dale Cope, business manager, IBEW, Local 676. If you're wanting a future with a rewarding career, check out the IBEW electrical industry. With your skills, you can secure your future now. Great pay, health care, and retirement. Attend one of our upcoming career fairs. For more information, check us out on Facebook or call our office in Pensacola, 850-477-8767. 
Hi, this is Earl Ron. I'm the president of New South Windows Solutions. What I like people to understand about our company is what's unique about us. We manufacture, we install, we guarantee. We go out of our way to make it easy. The most important thing that New South offers is very simple, absolutely true factory direct pricing. From our factory to our truck to your driveway. Most of the window companies are either resellers, a wholesaler, a contractor, a distributor, a sales organization. We eliminate those levels of marketing. So you're paying true factory direct pricing. Please take the time to visit NewSouthWindow.com. Call now, 1-800-NEW-WINDOWS. This is Mike Wiggins. I don't have to tell you that winter can be tough on our lawns and gardens, but there is much to be done, such as planting winter annuals and getting ready for spring. And remember, if you've got lawn and garden questions, we've got the answers on the Garden Line every Tuesday morning from 9 until 10 and 8 to 9 on Saturdays. The Garden Line, only on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. You can listen to News Radio Pensacola on the radio at 92.3, 95.3, or AM 1620. Online at newsradio923.com or on our mobile app. Let me clarify. I love my wife. Um, I want her to be happy. Uh, I want good things for her. But there are times. appointed by Governor DeSantis uh, to take uh, the uh, unexpired term of Stan Connolly. We're pleased to welcome Lewis Bear Jr. Uh, as the new member of the board. Uh, if you don't know who Lewis Bear Jr. is, you don't live in Northwest Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, former uh, state Senate president and then chairman of the Triumph Board, uh, basically bringing Lewis Bear Jr. on board as a member, and then he was eventually the vice chair. Uh, this was back in uh, April of 2019, and I was going through my archive of some of the things that um, I could play for you this morning because, as you, I assume by now, have heard, uh, Lewis Bear passed away early Friday morning. Uh, I, you know, I think Quint said it best. There's, there's nothing good that was done in Northwest Florida that he didn't have a finger in somehow or other. Um, an unbelievable philanthropist, millions of dollars every year given away through the Bear Family Foundation and, um, you know, raising up his children to do, you know, good works in the community thereafter. And uh, Lewis and Bell were like our owners of our station were like their best friend. They were all best friends together. And so this is hard news to hear. And I did want to give you a chance to hear his voice again. This was at that Triumph meeting and in a, you know, he's not a loud, you know, noisy kind of person. You know, he's not going to. He's not that. He's not Don Gates, who's <laughs> by the way one of his pallbearers. Okay, he's going to be one of his pallbearers. Um, but you know, just kind of this is this is who he was. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and uh, serve with you, folks, and look forward to it. Hope I make the right decisions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And everything from the Baptist Hospital to the YMCA to every organization in town, basically that you can name. I mean, it's unbelievable. Big Brothers, Big Sisters founding member. I mean, all of it. So, uh, sad moment for Northwest Floridians. 5.53 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? At least one person has died. Two others are critically injured after a stampede broke out during a concert last night in New York. Authorities say the chaos was... Uh 
This all started by reports of gunfire inside the concert venue. A representative for the Duke and Duchess of Sussex confirming they have been invited to the coronation of King Charles III. Over the weekend, news came out that uh, the Buckingham Palace did reach out to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle to ask them to attend that coronation. The representative says they haven't made a decision on whether they will. And the Department of Transportation has launched an online dashboard that will allow passengers to see what airlines will seat kids with an accompanying adult at no extra cost. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said in a statement that uh, parents that are traveling with kids should be able to sit with them without paying extra fees. He says his department is urging all airlines to now make those guarantees. So, so they're so kids fly free. So they're seeing it. Say, do the story one more time because I got confused right in the middle of it. So they're launching an online dashboard so passengers can see what airlines will seat kids with their parents at no extra charge. You know how airlines why would that sell. be? An, why would that oh, be? Oh, because issue? you have because, to pick your right, seat. You have to pick your seats, and sometimes there's pick not seats. seats together. Oh, I so gotcha. They want the airlines to guarantee that they'll be moving. They'll move people around so kids can always sit with their parents without paying okay. an extra fee to do it. Well, that's a win for both sides, right? I mean, I that's a win so. for the parents because not for the parents. I'm just well, kidding. Yeah. Not uh, the parents get the kids on the seat, yeah. but it's also a win for the people who don't want to be next to kids because. They know at least their parents will be next to them yeah. as opposed to being right. seated randomly. So, okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, I, I do think the new way to say his name, though, is Pete Shiny Leather Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, did he change? No, but he showed up in Palestine, Dean Ohio, with the, with the like, Fancy boots, the, right? The, yeah, very fancy. <laughs> they, they weren't exactly your dusted over Timberlands. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. Well, which, he's very stylish. Which, right. See, I don't, you know, this is the kind of story that I look at and I'm like, I'm not going to make a big thing out of it because who cares? You know, and just, it's a lot of times the stories that people focus on tell you more about them than they do about the news, right? I mean, oh, I, and I know that's true of me, that's true of everybody, okay? So what you have to have is you have to have your first reaction to the story, which is, oh, that's funny. And then you can be like, I'll pass. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, right? it's not important. Like, and it, it's weird because when I'm going to say this, it's going to sound like, well, you're doing the thing that you're saying not to do. Okay, but, you know, here goes. Um, President Biden had another fairly vivid stumble up the stairs going on to Air Force One. And we have covered these occasionally in the past because I think it's important to pay attention to the mental and physical health of the president. He's the leader of the free world. It kind of matters. Um, but at the same time, you haven't heard me talk about this one. You, you haven't heard me talk about it. Because, you know, there's the part of me that says, well, we've reported on the other 53. You know, we don't, <laughs> don't need to tell you this one, right? I, was, I didn't know it happened until it was on SNL. Yeah, and, you know, SNL made a joke about it, and their joke was kind of funny. And, you know, good enough for me. I don't just, you know, I don't. I don't always mention the stories because sometimes I'll say, yeah, I could mention that. I could mention Pete Buttigieg's boots, but I'm not gonna, except when there's, you know, a funny moment that I hadn't thought about that before the shiny new Buttigieg. First Lady Joe Biden said in an interview that she maintains a good balance in the types of advice she offers President Biden, but it's mostly hold on to the railing. That's what it was. See, yeah, I was trying to Michael remember. Che. Yeah. Michael Che makes the uh, makes the joke. Five fifty seven on News Radio ninety two three. What else do we have going on? Oh, you know, just when you thought you had exhausted all of your <laughs> see what millennials think jokes. Um, here's one for you. You ready for this? Sort of. There's a there's. Remember the quiet quitting thing? Yep. That's where you do. You know, you just you just barely don't get fired. 
right? Um, as a way of work, because you feel like you're underpaid or undervalued or you know whatever your under of the moment complaint is. Well, there's a new one apparently that is again popular with the youngins, and it's called uh, Bare Minimum Mondays. And I guess they've taken this advice to heart. What do you think of a person who only does the bare minimum? An employee, <laughs> I think, is <laughs> right. what they think. Sure. And so the idea of the bare minimum Monday. And listen, I, I don't, I don't personally have anything against millennials as a group. I think that every medium or older generation always thinks less of the young kids. I think that's just normal. So I like, we have some very young people who work here, and they're fabulous. Davis was fabulous. Um, Gracie is fabulous. Like all. Our, my experience with working with young kids is they're amazing. But millennials have a reputation, okay, for being, um, let's just say, a little bit more sensitive than others. So here goes. The reason that they're doing uh, bare minimum Mondays is so that they can get themselves back up to speed in the work week and not endure the stress of Monday morning when they're trying to recover from the weekend and get reacclimated to the work week and not burn out their uh, their livelihoods by doing too much too early because it's important for their mental health that they, you know, kind of get up to speed and take it slow. And the <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, that's actually the argument, which there is a grain of truth in that. But at the same time, you need until midday Monday to start really working. How about we pay you for midday Monday starting to work? Hey, hey you're listening to News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.